Welcome to A Lawyer's Guide to the Galaxy, a podcast about geek culture by lawyers with your hosts, Ben Siders and Kurt Damon. Okay, had some technical difficulties here, but I'm going to go ahead and start recording our one of our new Edamame episodes. You know, we did these things quite a bit uh, in the early days of COVID, and I'm actually doing this one sort of like I used to do those. Um, I'm back out on my patio, uh, sort of drinking my coffee, and um, we got some cicadas in the background, so hopefully they're not too loud. But the purpose of this episode, one, to put a little content out there, we have not done a science fiction sort of review episode in a while, and there are a couple things I wanted to talk about from that point of view. The first one of which, and the reason I'm talking about it, is because Ben hasn't seen it. Um, I'm going to talk about The Bad Batch. So, I don't know if you guys are uh, watched Disney Plus's The Bad Batch. It doesn't seem to have gotten nearly as much promotion as a lot of the other sort of, you know, new Star Wars series that were coming out. It uh, just kind of quietly appeared. Um, and definitely, they've not been advertising that they've been releasing new episodes, it doesn't seem like. Uh, they've been pushing much more, I think, some of their movies and some of their Marvel content. But... Um, I started watching The Bad Batch. Uh, my son really wanted to watch it. And I'm going to give you a little background. If you go back to one of our prior episodes, I will link it in the show notes. Uh, I mentioned the fact that I was not a big fan of the, the Bad Batch episodes of Clone Wars. Um, I started off, the, the real problem I had with them, one, I actually didn't realize there were two different Bad Batches that sort of appear uh, in conjunction with it. Uh, there's a first group of episodes of sort of a, a Bad Batch of clones, uh, but then there actually is the Bad Batch. Um, and it's, a, I believe, season uh, four or five, definitely late season uh, episodes of the Clone Wars. I think there's two of them. Uh, there's at least a, few, a couple that are interlinked. But it introduces Clone Force 99, uh, which is the Bad Batch. The reason I didn't like um, the concept of the Bad Batch in Clone Wars is to me it felt just way too archetypal. Um, it, it was one of these things where you have the sort of classic group of misfits. Uh, the Bad Batch are essentially experimental clones. Um that, you know, get put together as, as an individual, a special forces strike force team. And they're, they're classic archetypes. I mean, it's the A-team in Star Wars. Um, you have, you know, Tech, who's the classic, you know, brainy smart one. You have Wrecker, who's kind of the classic, um, you know, I want to blow stuff up, I want to wreck things. Um, you know, not necessarily, um, you know, sort of the brightest bulb, but definitely, you know, sort of practical experience type of guy. Uh, you have Crosshair, who's the sniper. Um, and you have the leader, Hunter. Um, and, uh, and Hunter is the, you know, leader of it, but dark and brooding. Um, oftentimes, in respect to the killjoy, um, you know, the one who sort of is the, hey, you know, we got to do this. This is necessary for us. These things are important. Um, and, and that's sort of his position in conjunction with this. So the real problem I had with the Bad Batch is they just – they felt too much like, hey, they're amazing. Uh, they do these rather incredible things, um, you know, a big battle between, you know um, – Wrecker and Crosshair in one of the first episodes is who can take out the most droids in sort of the most creative fashion. You know, they're completely overpowered, um, you know, for the world. They're, they're, they're really the classic, like, archetypal hero. I mean, they're, they're, they're all Rambos, um, and, you know, they're all the, these, again, archetypes. Um, I did enjoy a couple things about the episode. My son loves the episode, and again, I'm giving away a few spoilers here. Um, he loves the episode when they hand the uh, detonator to Wrecker and, uh, and he hands the detonator to Wrecker and Wrecker comments, it's the greatest day of my life. Um, and he proceeds to, uh, self-destruct, uh, one of the, uh, the, uh, droid ships. 
Um, so you definitely had, um, you know, those kind of elements uh, come into it. A couple things get introduced is a new character gets added to the Bad Batch. Uh, and again, for those of you who may be just sort of, you know, starting in this, I haven't said it. I'm going to put a lot of spoilers in this. Um, if you guys are really into, you know, watching these sort of things, definitely stop now. If you've seen the Clone Wars and what it is and haven't seen the Bad Batch, definitely stop now, even though I'm going to be talking about Clone Wars for a while. Uh, I'm going to give you some spoilers in the Bad Batch. Um, and there are some spoil-worthy scenes in Bad Batch. Um, so it's one of those things where if, if that's a thing for you, uh, definitely don't listen to this episode. Go watch the episodes. I'm not entirely through it. I think we've got one. Uh, we haven't made it through yet. But um, I wanted to talk to you – again, it's, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to have to talk about the plot, and there definitely are some spoilers there. So one of the key things is that they add a member to their team, which is Echo. Um, Echo is um, uh, Fives from the original Clone Wars, and of course he gets captured by the Separatists. Uh, you find out he's basically been tortured. He's been um, essentially cybernetically modified um, by the um, uh, Techno Guild. I can't think which one it is. It's definitely one of the um, – the groups of the Separatists we see in the actual movies just briefly uh, sitting around the conference table. Um, and he's basically become a cyborg, and he's he's feeding data um, to the Separatists um, and their droid army and helping them control uh, their, uh, their droids based upon, you know, what the clones are doing and, and giving them sort of advanced intel and stuff like that. So oh, a lot of the Bad Batch is to rescue him. They find out about this issue. Uh, they go and they rescue him. At the end of it, you know, he's a misfit as well, so he ends up joining the Bad Batch. The key about it is is that he is not a modified trooper like they are. Um, he's He was modified by somebody other than the, the original Camino clones um, or cloners, and that's, uh, that, that is a little bit important at various points during the course of it. So anyway, that's the background behind the Bad Batch. Um, you then begin the actual show. The things I loved about the Bad Batch, and I have to admit, I didn't like the original Bad Batch as a group. I really kind of love the Bad Batch show. Um, I think Disney is really kind of nailing this one. Um, this is one more that I'm really starting to believe that Star Wars is best told in sort of the serialized TV format. The shorter, like, half-hour, 45-minute episodes um, seem to work better than the big, long movies do. And the the ability to sort of explore hidden parts of the uh, the uh, the Star Wars universe. So the Bad Batch takes place right after uh, Order 66 is given. It actually starts uh, with the Bad Batch uh, fighting alongside their Jedi allies, um, along with a bunch of clones. The Order is given, um, and you discover that the Bad Batch does not take the Order. Um, they don't know what's going on, uh, but you have you know the, the clones sort of turn on them. Uh, they become re- uh, rogue uh, and run off. You do learn in the course of it. Um, uh, I believe it's Echo. I'm trying to remember which one it is. One has has, has had his chip removed, so obviously cannot have uh, the um, the Order 66 take effect. He doesn't have an inhibitor chip anymore. Uh, the other ones do, but you find out basically that they um, because of their different physiology, the chips aren't working right. Uh, and they're not actually doing it. What they do introduce relatively early is uh, when the Bad Batch gets back um, to the the Kaminoans uh, and the cloning, you have the beginning of the Empire um, and the start of the Empire. One of the key things about it is, and I think it's one of the better parts of the show, Crosshair's chip kicks in. 
Um, and so Crosshair is opposed to the rest of the Bad Batch. He is without question working for the Empire. Um, they actually have to leave him behind um, as they run uh, from the Kaminoans. In addition, you meet a new character who is Omega. Um, unfortunately, again, sort of following with the strict archetype idea, Omega is the classic child that needs to be protected. She is Newt from Aliens. Um, you also learn fairly early on, uh, I, I guessed it right off from the clue that they gave with it, is that Omega is also an altered clone um, like the rest of the Bad Batch. Uh, and she is actually the last member of the team. So what we have is we have the Bad Batch basically being a sort of mercenaries. Um, they, they definitely have, and the way they introduce them in conjunction with the show, they have to do jobs. Uh, they, they have a taskmaster, basically, who they need to repay a debt to. Um, and, you know, they're taking essentially mercenary jobs to make money. What's cool about the show and the reason I like the show is not necessarily the stuff with the Bad Batch, but it really investigates a couple interesting areas of the Star Wars universe. The first one of which is the formation of the Empire. Um, while it's happening very quickly, you really see the Empire starting to take shape and the idea of it becoming oppressive as opposed to being sort of this this republic that everybody was happy with before. You know, you have senators who are really wondering, am I on the right side anymore? Um, you know, those kind of questions coming out. The clones are beginning to look more and more like stormtroopers and behave like stormtroopers, um, which is really sort of a nice uh, effect of it. You're seeing the imperial uniforms, um, the classic, you know, sort of General Tarkin uh, imperial uniforms starting to, you know, really take hold. Um, and that's a, a really sort of cool effect um, as to what it is. And actually, it's probably my favorite part of the show is the fact that I really like this exploration of the formation of the empire. Uh, and that really is, it's a backdrop to the bad batch. It's not their stories. Um, it's their backdrop, but I think it's one of those things that just works really well. And it's a really cool exploration of something that I think a lot of people are interested in, uh, in conjunction with the star Wars universe, um, and the idea of the collapse, um, it's, it, I always comment about it, and I always said that, you know, my favorite scene of sort of all of the prequels um, is, is in the trailer for episode three. And it's the idea that when you watch the trailer for episode three, you can see the Republic falling and the, and the fall of Anakin Skywalker. And that, the, you know, it's such, so heavily foreshadowed behind it. But also just the idea of, you know, this is going to be painful, this is going to be bad. And they do such a good job of it in the trailer. Unfortunately, they don't do a great job of it in the movie, um, but they do a great job of it in the trailer. Um, you really get that in the Bad Batch. That you know, you know where this is going. You know this is headed to the Empire, and this is negative. Um, and it's it's just really really well done um, around the Bad Batch. And, and the idea of them not being sure what side they're on. Um, you definitely do have some, uh, some plays around their inhibitor chips and whether or not their inhibitor chips are going to kick in and the idea that maybe they need to remove them. Um, they introduce some, some of the great Clone Wars characters again. Uh, some, some people make some cameos um, you know, from prior Clone Wars. Um, which is nice. Um, you know, you get sort of some, some familiar characters and sort of a where are they now. Um, type of thing with it. it it also introduces some a little bit emotional tug 
um, of the idea that, you know, hey, you know, these these are important characters. Uh, where do we want them to go? Uh, there are some introduction of major important characters, um, you know, with it. So that's really my number one um, thing that I have about the, the show that I like. The second thing I really like about the show is that we are essentially starting to see, and this takes a little bit to develop, but you still, you get it right off the bat, but you really start to see it develop as the show progresses. The idea that there are factions within the Kaminoans, um, they are exploring the cloners, um, and sort of their motivations and what they're doing. And so we really kind of have three factions uh, starting to appear in the Kaminoans. And what I like is, you know, you have the classic, hey, the Empire is bad, um, you know, faction, which they seem to be getting into, or this whole thing is bad. But you get into the other one, which is the, you know, what is their job? Their job is to make this army. And one of the factions is very much the sort of uh, ruthless business of the... If they can recruit clones, which is something that they talk about, or recruit stormtroopers, which is something that they um, they sort of get into in some of the early episodes, our clones aren't really needed anymore. And then what happens to us? Uh, we lose our contracts. We lose our money. Um, you know, we got a single buyer here, and you know that's one of the, the clear factions in the Cam and Owens. And I, I think that's, that's it's a cool thing they can explore further, and I really hope they do. But we've not seen a lot of detail in it, but we're getting definitely getting background of the Kaminoans. Uh, one of the later episodes, they visit an abandoned cloning facility, um, which is a bit dark, um, you know, in some of the stuff that's presented. Um, what it means to be a clone, um, and the idea of being in some sense owned... Um, you know, by the Kaminoans and stuff like that. So it's, there's some, some big themes developing and some stuff coming down. A few of the things, and again, spoilers for those of you who've seen it in comments, the things that I really liked. I love the introduction of Pet Cad Bane, the fact that he's back. I also think it's interesting that we've brought in the bounty hunter, uh, that appeared in the Mandalorian. Um, you know, we have her sort of, you know, as an early bounty hunter, uh, at least I believe that's who they're, they're trying to make that to be. I, I, I couldn't catch the names, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Um, I did really like that as something being introduced and I liked it in particular because of the fact that I think we're going to see some ties into the Mandalorian and potentially to the Boba Fett, uh, especially now that we know about the, the secrets of Omega, um, and who Omega is. I'm wondering if we're going to see Omega potentially appear in the Mandalorian or in the new Boba Fett spinoff. Um, I have the feeling she may appear in the Boba Fett spinoff and that may be something that they're setting up, um, so anyway, it's going to be very interesting, I think, to see where this develops. But basically my take of it, um, and again, you know, what I have with it. If you've seen it, uh, that's great. Hopefully you enjoyed this, you know, sort of my takes on it. And again, I was really pleasantly surprised behind it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, and hopefully I didn't just spoil too much for you, but I tried to keep up spoilers a little bit out um, and a few things, but maybe teased you a little bit for it. Um, I'm also one of those people where it's the spoilers don't bother me. So it's, um, you know, I don't mind knowing something that's coming, um, you know, in conjunction with the movie uh, before it comes. Uh, but anyway, it's one of those where if you if you haven't seen it in this uh, thing, you know, you've listened to this, I would recommend watching it. It's actually a surprisingly good show to watch. Uh, and again, I think it's it's really surprising to see uh, where Disney is going in conjunction with the Star Wars universe. So anyway, this is just a sort, sort of uh, edamame episode. I'm going to record a, you know, potentially another one of these today. I may record a couple more of these in the course of doing it, but there's a few other things I wanted to talk about. Um, but anyway, I'm going to stop here just because we don't want these to be short, short bite-sized episodes um, and leave you with that. So anyway, 
Anyway, uh, have a good day and signing off. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Lewis Rice LLC, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. This podcast was produced and recorded in St. Louis, Missouri. 